Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 331. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan. We're going to delve into the most depressing IP of all time. Now, hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? We're back. What is going down? Oh, we are back. A whole lot is still going down. We're going to tackle the Warhammer 40k universes beyond super duper scissor me daddy that's happening right now. But before we get to any of that's a wrestling reference. It's my favorite wrestling thing right now. Scissor me daddy ass. It's amazing. It's amazing. Anyway, I'll explain that later maybe or not. Before we get to any of that kind of stuff, we have to thank our official business daddies, FusionGamingOnline.com. They are your source for all your gaming needs. Yes, all your Scissor Me Daddy business daddy needs. Yeah. Hey, there it goes. Okay, I got it now. Uh, yeah, and if you want to pick up the Warhammer 40k stuff because you're a millionaire, <laughs> you could save some money by using CCO Spring promo code at checkout. That'll save you 5%. You want to save more? Use CCO Perks. One-time use only, so we say make a count. Yep. I think this counts. This certainly counts. This counts. So I, I want to talk really quickly. You know how much CCO per, CCO kickback code? What is it again? CCO Perks. <laughs> CCO Perks gets you, if you buy the collector's edition of these decks, $90. Yes. There, I said it. Yes. Okay, so I'm going to tackle the monkey in the room. Elephant in the room. Monkey th- on our back. Didn't I just do that? I, th- I thought I was like beating him with a pipe. It's These are very expensive, and we're not entirely sure why mm-hmm. they are or, or are, will end up being i think a very exclusive or limited print run thereby artificially inflating their price yeah where they don't need to be because they are the same thing just a commander deck that could be 40 to 50 dollars yeah. now you have to design a completely new look. You need hundreds of pieces of art. Yep. You have to pay for the IP probably from Warhammer because they have to have the licensing. All this stuff, I don't know. I don't know what it costs to make these versus what it costs to make a, a, a regular um, commander deck. Who knows? I, I, I don't know. What I do know is, is that all of those savings have been passed on to us, the consumers. Uh, expenses, you mean? Yes, that's. <laughs> I was being facetious, Ryan. Oh, facetious. And we're I don't. Not gonna, I, I don't do sarcasm very good, eh? <laughs> and we're not going to spend this whole episode just dumping on the price. The no. price is a glaring point of entry barrier, and that's cool. But overall, I think that this product is really, really cool, and there's a lot to be had here. Even if you're not going to buy them, there's like. There's a lot of really, really neat stuff yes. involved in this product that we'll also talk about. Yeah, very much so. And in time, if it doesn't happen uh, soon, because as of now it, it isn't, but I'm sure in time, if you go to Fusion, you'll be able to get the singles if you don't want to buy the whole deck, yes. which is great because you can save money on the singles if you can't get the deck, like if you're from the land of the free or something. Yeah. And uh, you know what? Here's, here's the thing about it is... The, the price is a glaring kind of point of interest of the product, and it's not going to matter because they're still going to sell out. Yeah. So expect more and expect them to be expensive and expect an even premiumer, more premium yeah. product than this premium product that's set at 
800 or $900, depending on what kind of currency you're purchasing oh, it in. For Doctor Who, they're going to have like a little swatch of one of the Doctor's coats randomly inserted into the super duper collector's edition. You know what? You, you say that as a joke. But no, that's not a joke. Th- that, that's a suggestion. I'm going to get a royalty check in the mail for that one. You're saying it in jest. But they already do that in the sports card industry. They, sure do. they do they yep. do pieces of jerseys. Jersey. Yeah, yeah. They they do that already. Yep. They I know. do do cards that are actually signed by the athlete. Yep. They can do that and the, I'm sure that the technology exists to do actual signed artist cards, right? Well, I can't see why they, or, why or they couldn't that actually be. altered by the artist cards. You know, you go and get Mark Teden to like draw like a fucking whatever on your, on your card. on your soul ring or whatever, make it a butthole. <laughs> I don't know if he would ever do that, but if he did, um, that's going to be the thing and it's going to be more and more and more and more premium. There's I'll just going to be more premium because we have not found the ceiling yet in how much money people are willing to spend. Yeah. We haven't found it yet. $900, isn't it? Because those fucking decks are going to sell out. Yep. Do, one more thing on price and we'll move on. Sure. Promise. Do they, in their search for the ceiling, intentionally make fewer of an item to make sure they all sell out? You know what I mean? Like, to, is that is yes. that what they're actually looking for? Are they actually looking for how big can our hyper expensive batch be where we can still sell it all and then make people think, holy crap, this did really well. This is it's amazing. super exclusive. Yes, it's right? called price fixing. And in a lot of industries it's illegal. That, that are regulated, yes. that are regulated, yeah. so this is not the same thing as, yeah. right? In regulated industries like mining, uh, price fixing is illegal. Now, there's ways around it, and of we're not going to get into that because yeah. that's like... like yeah, we're not talking about monetary <laughs> policy yeah. cookout N- podcast. Natural resource... Um, I, yeah, whatever. Yeah. That's not us. Yeah. But... I'm not sure from a marketing standpoint if underproducing something at a high price point is what you want. If the cost of making it is very low, like these decks would be, talking about printing them and manufacturing the physical product, I'm not sure you want to make not enough because I'm sure the licensing and designing of the product was actually quite a bit more expensive than just taking 100 cards from Zendikar or Dominaria, yeah. and making a Dominaria commander deck. Correct. Like, this product was more expensive to develop. Yeah. So I think they would want to overproduce it with that high price point. And, and Watsi doesn't care, because distributors just fucking buy it and, and distribute it. And, yeah. then, and then the... They don't give a it, shit out if it doesn't. Yeah, if it doesn't sell, then the, then the local game stores eat shit on it, right? Yeah. Watsi sells... 3 million units to whomever. Yeah. And then it's whatever. Yeah. Let's talk about yeah. something else. Yeah. People are falling asleep. Yeah, let's get to the let's get to the actual exciting stuff. I've got something exciting. Okay. We have a giveaway. Oh shit. Yes. Instead of spending hundreds of dollars, you can just listen or watch CCO podcast, oh. like and subscribe, follow us on social media, and get stuff for free. What? And you will get it. You. I'm, if you're watching on YouTube, which you should be, you can see me pointing at you. It you is, will get it. You're the one. Yes, you are it. We are lucky enough to to be in a very good relationship with Business Daddies, FusionGamingOnline.com, and they help us out with some of our giveaway stuff, like this Commander Collection Black. Mm-hmm. We're in such a good relationship with our Business Daddies, FusionGamingOnline.com, that I know a friend of one, two of the guys that work at the physical store, mm-hmm. and that friend works at the airport, is learning how to be a screener trainer person. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My right? dog's veterinarian's former roommate mm-hmm. knows somebody who works at Fusion. Yeah. And yeah. I think there are people that we met also. Like, I know those two people as well. Oh, yeah. And now I know somebody that they know. It's a triangle. Oh, yeah. A big old Fusion scissor triangle. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. The winner. The winner. Winner. You could win by sharing on the post on Facebook, tagging friends, sharing on Twitter. Patreon supporters get free entry. If you don't have social media, you can support through Patreon. It's great. New subs got entries. Everybody got entries. We Everybody tab- gets in. Tabulate them all up in a big old sweaty hat. and uh, This hat. AKA an Excel spreadsheet. Oh. And the winner, Adam Anderson. And in case there's more than one Adam Anderson. Which there definitely is. Yes, there's probably more than one Adam Anderson. This is at Mr. Anderson 13. Mr. Anderson 13, I would presume. Okay. If that's you. That means there's at least 13 Adam Andersons. Well, Adam Anderson the 13th. You have won (laughs) this thing this thing so you get at us commandercookout at gmail.com you let us know it's you on our system or else you'll wreck it for everybody just like the the booster pack game on the pre-show and we'll send it to you probably if you're okay with it open so i don't have to send a box in the mail i can send just tiny envelope with cards in it that's i i would appreciate that there's a lot of packaging in those commander collections it's a lot of packaging involved and it's not even that nice it's fine well, it's fine. It's fine. It's Joe probably like, had it on the screen at yeah. some point. Yeah. So anyways, that, that was one thing. And we've got one new patron. That's the last little bit of podcasting business before we talk about some Warhammer 40K. The good stuff about it. Yeah. We've got another potential pseudo celebrity. Okay. Patreon supporter went to patreon.com slash CCO podcast. Wanted to help support the show. Uh, just got a new microphone case that's not falling apart. Mm-hmm. Very important. Because it protects our equipment. Something that you should consider if you are playing sports or don't want to be a dad. Protect your equipment. Michael Davis. Junior. Nope, just regular. Oh. Could be pseudo-celebrity Terrell Davis's brother. Could be pseudo-celebrity John Davis's brother. Yes, could be messenger from the heavens, Michael the Archangel's Brother, also named Michael. Ooh. That would make him Michael. I like that one. Because that would make him Michael Jr. Michael Jr. <laughs> yeah. I like that. See, we go full circle. Okay. We take two different roads to get to the same place. Yep. That's why I listen to the show. Okay, so now we need Michael. Mr. Michael Davis Jr. needs a nickname, though. So here's the thing. You know Michael the Archangel, whom this Michael is obviously named after. Yep. Obviously, because that's who biblical Michael is. Yeah. Um, Stepping on the neck of Satan. You know the the art? Yeah. Where where he's like, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So instead of neck-stepping Michael, this is dink-stomping Michael. I like that. Michael the dink-stomper. Ooh, yeah. That's like Vlad the Impaler. Michael the dink-stomper. Michael the dink-stomper. Excellent. That's a a solid CCO nickname. Mr. Dink-stomper. Yes, welcome. Welcome aboard. F you for being here. Oh, very much so. Mm -hmm. Now... Warhammer 40k. Warhammer 40k. We've got... Do you play Warhammer, Ryan? I do not. Do you paint Warhammer? I also do not. Do you collect Warhammer? Nope. Do you read Warhammer? No, but you said it's depressing. It is very depressing. I talked is, to... is all Warhammer or just 40k? 40k is what I focused in on in preparation for this 
this episode. And we yes. were going to talk about it on the show. So after talking with Lara and knowing we were going to do this. Lara plays. Because Lara plays. Lara plays Warhammer 40K specifically? Yes. And I think I'm understanding this correctly. And sorry, coming from non-Warhammer players, I know that there's fantasy ones and there's sci-fi futuristic ones. That's what this one is. And they are the same rules system, but they don't touch tips. Like one, they're at like different elevations. Yeah, you, do you can't, know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you can't like play them together. I'm pretty sure. Okay, because one's shooting like bow and arrows, and the other one's got a fucking gun. Well, yeah, like a <laughs> like a nuke them from orbit space station. Like that's how it goes. Oh yeah. So after talking with with her and hearing how excited she was about this, and yep. just excited about Warhammer and general, okay, okay, I see some cards I like. Yep. And. Conveniently enough, all the cards that I want personally from this set are all in the one deck. Hey. So I'm like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go and read some of this stuff. I'll see if I can learn how to play Warhammer without playing Warhammer. Yep. Teaser, you can't. <laughs> and um, just kind of learn some of the lore and all the all the stuff. And I learned two things. Three things. Sure. Thing, the first. Tyranids are really cool. Okay. They're like a really cool sci-fi, like... Being from beyond the known galaxy Ooh. stuff. They come from outside of our galaxy. Outside right? of our universe, probably. Uh, the galaxy. Warhammer 40K takes place in the Milky Way galaxy. Oh, does it? Yep. That's where Warhammer 40K oh, is. Oh, no way. And the Tyranids have come from, like, we'll just Somewhere say the, else. Like the Crab Nebula across, like, the void in between galaxies yeah. that nobody ever conceptualizes in their brain. That's where they come from. They're awesome. They're, like, the coolest things. And there's nine million kinds of humans. That's the other thing wow. that I learned. And it's all depressing because it's like a it's a universe at total war where every faction is just trying so hard to kill everybody. Yeah. And so it's it's a very depressing lore, but it leads to some really cool art and fiction and just it lets you really delve into like the like the actual literal hell on earth kind of stuff because there's demons oh. that come directly from hell and they're fighting dudes in tanks and shit. It's very, very okay. Very cool. So let let me let me ask you this then, and I'll pose the question to people in the comments or the patrons on Discord or on Twitter at CCO Podcast at CCO Brando on Twitter. When we overlay the intellectual property that is the IP for short, is what I'll call it, intellectual property. When we overlay that onto magic, or when we transpose it into magic rules, and you see game mechanics or, or ability words or those phrases that they put in the text boxes Love when you those. see the art and the names and the and the sayings that are card names do you think it translates well do you think that people who like warhammer 40k like this product uh, i think so the the people that i know who like 40k like this product yes so i will say from my own experience Yes. Okay. And I think that based on what I read about, I spent like two days here in the office when I had some some downtime just <laughs> reading lore. The and man stuff. was paying you to do yeah, magic to, stuff. To, oh man, I love that. I like that. Yeah. And I think that they did at least for the deck that I read lots about. They did a great job. Huh? I think that it's it's really cool how they made it functionally magic. Yep. Without being too off the wall or crazy, and really captured a lot of the flavor that is present in Warhammer. Of course, it's not as deep as Warhammer goes, yep. but how could it be? It's a it's a, it's, it's, it's a card game yeah. instead of that game. Yeah, it's a rectangle of cardboard. That's it's like, hard to catch all that stuff. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, whatever D&D &D trope that they put onto a magic card, yeah. like in Baldur's Gate, they're not going to capture 
that yeah. on a magic card. Like it's just it's a different medium. It's like it's like listening to music or looking at a painting. Both of them are art. Both of them take training to know how to do, and both of them take a certain kind of eye to identify like the technical prowess of the craft. But they're both art, and they both can be appreciated. Absolutely. Just differently. It's yeah. like cuisine and music is another good one. Yeah. Both of them are art form. One is cake. One is music. Ooh, right? What What do you prefer, going to a concert or going to a fancy restaurant? Oh, right? Both. Both. Yeah, yeah, fuck, both. 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 We're and, in Commander Cookout. Both. And you know what I think is important to remember with stuff like this, whether it be Warhammer 40K, Doctor Who, Boulder's Gate, D&D, Lord of the Rings. Street Fighter. Street Fighter. Even The Walking Dead, yes, even The Walking Dead, where there's a questionable character that you don't like, but any time that there is this other IP... Man, you know who's killed way more people than Negan? Everybody in Warhammer. (laughs) (laughs) What's important to remember is they can be appreciated in whatever way you want to appreciate them, right? And you have to trust that people who play Warhammer aren't assholes, right? They're not going to come into our game and ruin it. And when when they transpose some other IP onto our game, it's because the other people who make that other game or that other property, they probably like magic and want to partner with magic so their thing can be this other thing that they like, right? And this is different than we'll use The Walking Dead again, whereas... People who play Warhammer, and if some of you are listening to this, you're nerds just like us. Yeah, what's up, nerd? You're poor because you play your game just like us because it's really expensive, right? And you've got mad artistic talent just like Ryan. Oh, fucking fantastic. Because painting those models is hard. And that was one thing that I kind of got sad while I was was reading the lore. Not because it was depressing, but because, man, some of these... Models are really cool. Like yeah. they're they're really really cool. So cool. But I do not possess the motor skills. Oh man, to paint those things. Or I I would Ryan. I would. I got they are so really cool. I got so many questions. I want to pick your brain about oh, with would. with this product. I d- I don't know where to start because I want to get right into it, and I wish that we could just do a five hour show and just. Oh, yeah. Talk about it, right? Because there's a ton because, here. Because it's super interesting. Maybe we'll break it into two shows. Maybe we'll do it again next week because I want to continue talking about it. Like, Unfinity's getting coverage. Dominaria United's only half covered and we're on to like the next two products already. <laughs> One of them's Warhammer and before Unfinity's even going to be done spoiling, we're going to be on to the next thing. On to Brothers War. Brothers yeah. fucking War, yeah. So, lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. So, uh, see, there's so much stuff I want to say I can't even get it out. <laughs> Warhammer, here it is. It looks like not magic. Like correct. The 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 art of it is is sci-fi looking. Two of them, two of the four. Okay, well, in 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 my mind, they all look pretty sci-fi e. Okay, as opposed to magic. Like compare other recent crossover into outside IP, Baldur's Gate, Battle for Baldur's Gate. Ah, yes. Or or very Forgotten magic. Realms from last year. Very magic. Very high. F- very fantasy-ish. Mm-hmm. This looks very sci-fi-ish. There's guns and tanks and things with sharp edges that are made out of metal instead of <laughs> that aren't swords. <laughs> instead of like things being made out of stone and stuff. And and do you? I I love it. I love the change of pace. I want to see more, but I'm not sure in what format. And that's the that's the big question that I wanted to ask you about and and everybody out yeah. on on 
in CCO Nation about is what format is the best format to get these crossover products? We've seen it in a couple. We've seen secret layers where we get functionally unique cards or unique cards that get the magic treatment like Stranger Things, right. secret layers, where we get anywhere between, what, six and 12 cards. Right. We've seen Commander decks where we get, I think, 162, 160 oh. cards oh, plus I, legends. I can look at that right now. There are new. There's 160 new cards plus eight new legendary creatures. So 168 new cards. Unless those legendary creatures are listed again on Scryfall in the 160 new card category. They are not. Oh, okay. So 168 new cards, let's say. Is that a good format where we can see what their strategy is? Like, can we identify them? Like the four different decks, I assume, represent four different armies because you have armies in this game, right? Mm -hmm. Can we clearly identify that these are four different armies and they do different things, different strategies, different art styles? Is the direction that the decks take the armies in strong enough to, to let us know what Warhammer is about? Or do we need an entire set or a whole block to tell us that? Or does this do a better job because there's four decks and, and a set is just like, set? I think that this, again, I only read about the one army. Yeah. So I'm only versed, versed in the one. Yeah. And based on what I read, everything that that army does is represented in their deck a little bit. So they, they, every, every, they, whether it's in the art or the flavor text or the like abilities of a creature, like yep. a lot of their monsters like burrow under the ground and when the army walks over top, they'll pop out and kill them. Like there's a card that does that. They do a thing where they mess with people's psionic energies. There's a yep. card that represents that. They are constantly sucking natural biomass out of planets. That's like their, that's their gimmick. And that's represented everywhere. They're always mutating mm. and evolving like slivers represented very highly. Like... I think that they did a great job, and based on the tertiary analysis that I made of the other armies that I could find, the Necrons in particular, I think that they did a really solid job of representing them in Magic. So I think for great big IPs like this, or for um, Lord of the Rings, yeah. I think Commander decks might be the way to go. Ooh. Because then you get do that. We, do we know if we're getting Lord of the Rings Commander decks? I guarantee you I we're, guarantee Lord of the Rings we're going decks. to, now that I said that, yeah. because it is going to be a full set. Yeah. And what do we get with every set? Commander decks. Commander decks. There yeah. will, I'll bet you there's yeah. four. There's going to be four of them. But it'd be and nine. One for each of the freaking guys. <laughs> 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 then there'll be a Ring Wraith one. Then there'll be like freaking. There's 12 of them. Yeah. There's 12 of them. No, how many rings are there? Uh, there's 20 rings of power. There it is. There's 20 of them. <laughs> One for each ring. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Now Fantastic. We're, now we're talking about rings. But I, this is, personally, I think this is how you do it. And then when you get into stuff like Street Fighter or My Little Pony. You oh, could, yeah, I forgot about that one. You could do, like, bigger secret lairs or even a couple of them. If they did another Street Fighter secret lair next year, it was, like, the new Challengers and you got, like, the... Oh, yeah. The, the Can you imagine the marketing behind that right. where they show you just, like, the, the shadow? Like, like Pokemon does that too, yeah. right? That'd be really cool. And I would totally buy into that. Yep. And I would get it. And I think that that's really neat. And I think that's a great way to put out those, not smaller IPs, but those IPs where you, like, you want Ryu, you want Ken, you want Blanca, you want Bison... I don't need a Hadouken and a lightning kick and a elephant in the background of Dalsim's stage. I don't need that shit. I want the characters and that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Right? And there's, let's say there's 16 characters spread over two secret layers. Yeah. 
That's a good format for something like that. Yep. It would be like the all the fighters that you get like on the original Super Smash Bros. It'd be another one. Yeah, it'd and, be another one. And I think, but with something really deep and complex like Warhammer, I think that a format like this is, I would argue, better than a whole set because a whole set you're not going to see everything in conjunction working together with an intention. Mm. It's a bunch of stuff made to be sort of thematic and generally good and just kind of mishmash together where you're going to pick all the best stuff and play it together if you're playing draft. Yeah, or- yeah, exactly. And then, like, you've got four different armies, and if it was just a set, you got, oh, this card from this army's good, this one's good, this one's good. Now I've got three different cards from three different armies in the same deck. Yeah. And that's that's what you would get if you made a, a set proper. Like, Dominaria United is a set proper, and I've got Weatherlight completed in the same deck as, you know, the... Joyra or or Tefri, the or people, Karn, yeah, yeah, that are fighting the Phyrexians, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. So this is a good format for that. I like this a lot. Cool. I really do. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the outlier here. I don't think that, for the most part, a lot of the cards look that dissimilar from Magic cards. Like, we've all seen guns on cards. We've seen giant cybernetic suits before. On, yeah, we, we've, we've, we've seen, seen mechs, yeah, we, and yeah. lots of skulls, lots of, like, floaty, cloudy, ethereal energy, lightning. Yeah, there's lots of that yeah. stuff in Magic. And it, uh, with the exception of the actual space marines in their space marine suits with their Gatling guns, yep. I would suggest that you could show just the art from this to a, a person who's newer to Magic and say which one of these doesn't fit, and they'd have a hard time picking it out, I think. Looking at the actual mechanics of the cards, let's let's go in, let's dive in a little okay, bit. Let's talk about we're gonna play this game now, the game that we know with some elements of a game that we maybe don't know. Yes. Now, I recognize that that this is a good thing for the game that they can identify like like an ability, like yeah. some piece of game text, and sort of put a name on it. They did it with Dungeons and Dragons to yeah. great effect because it was a bunch of stuff written like italicized to name yeah. the ability. I like that. I I don't. You I don't. I think that it feels messy. Okay. Like every stinking thing has a different name. Yeah. Instead of this, just well, not naming it or calling it nothing and just reading what it actually does. I just think it feels messy because, like, with an ability word like domain, sure. it's that's that's. I know that it's not evergreen internet, but it's evergreen enough that I can say domain plus one plus one. And you know that my guy is going to get plus five, plus five if I got five basic lands. Yes. Right? And they've done the same thing here, but they've got Relentless March and this and, and what I'm trying to read a whole bunch real fast. Rot, Fly, and like they all have different names that have nothing to do with anything because it feels random. And random in my mind where I want to be organized, like I, it feels messy. It feels messy because I'm an organized person. But the, the reason they do that, I would I would argue a counterpoint. Yes. With they do that because they the healing tears. Or oh, the, there's one. Yeah. Or the rites of banishment. I'll bet you people who know Warhammer. Oh, 100 percent know that. Stuff. Yes, just like the D and D people knew what those spells were. Yeah, so it's for them where it's like, oh, healing tears. I know what that is because my army does, does that. that. Yes. And here's how they represent it on the card. And you know what, magic designers are very clever yeah. and they know healing tears or what's what's a D&D spell give me give me a very common D&D spell that everybody knows lightning bolt lightning bolt <laughs> <laughs> cloud kill cloud kill okay so when they put cloud kill or healing tears 
on a magic card, they're very good at, at making some magic game mechanic do, functionally do in-game what those words do in your mind's eye. Like yeah. healing tears, I have an idea of what that looks like in my head. And at the beginning of your end step, return target creature card with mana value X or less where X is the amount of life you've gained this turn. I'm crying because something died and my tears heal it and bring it back to life. And that's exactly what the fucking game mechanic does. Magic is so good at that. There it is. So I, I, I recognize that that representation is a good thing for the game, is flavorful, especially when you're trying to hook somebody like Warhammer 40k players that don't play magic. And and though and you could remove those italicized words from the card and the card would not still does it the would same thing. Nothing. And yeah. maybe even some Warhammer people would pick up, oh that's kind of like healing tears, but it's there and yes. that's fine. But there's also huh? keywords. There magic are magic style keywords there. What is squad is squad. one of them. Squad. <laughs> I like I like squad. I do. You know what? Should we should we talk about some cards that we like? I've got, I think I've got a few cards like in each color. I'm not going to talk about a few, but I do have a white one for sure. Is it Ultramarine's Honor Guard? Because it has squad. Squad. No. I just like to say the word squad. squad. I do like to that too. It's a fun word. Where the heck is it? It's the one that says um, Vexilus Praetor. Vexilus Praetor. Three, four. Custode. I can't. I don't know what all the words are. Okay, I don't know what the words are. It's a three-four flash vigilante for four that says commanders you control have protection from mother ass everything. Cool. What's so cool? It's got flash. This is like a counter spell. Yeah. But it's a dude. <laughs> and if you look at that magic card, that guy looks like a magic. It's a magic card. card. Uh, it looks it's got, like it's a, got a weird, useless type line on it. It is a warrior, card. which is not irrelevant. But it's also a custodes. A custode. I don't know what that is. He's a janitor. Somebody's out there just being like, Brando and Ryan, they're one, of, they're one of the 17 human factions that are only slightly different from one another. That's going to get them going because they're all very different from one another. And yeah. I know that. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, squad. I like the Ultramarines Honor Guard. It has squad. It's a 2-2 two, two for four. Mm. And you can pay two colorless on top of the four, as many times as you want, and for each time you pay that, you get an additional copy of this creature. Yes. And then it says, other creatures you control get plus one, plus one. Now, you can imagine Ultramarine's Honor Guard mixed with with Cathar's Crusade. Oh, yeah, oh, man. Baby. That, that is That is your opponent's dead. I've yep. done the math. I've done the math on just this. So it's a it's four to give your guys plus one, plus one. Mm -hmm. Six for plus two, plus two. Mm -hmm. Eight Four plus three plus three. Now we're talking. Yeah. And if you if you go like Cathar's Crusade on turn four or five, this guy on turn five six with just one ones, mm -hmm. all of a sudden they're like six sixes. Six sixes, and you're swinging for lots. Maybe you have four of them. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you're gonna kill somebody who's at thirty six on turn six. Yeah, baby. Like that's that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, don't be don't be underestimating now. That's now, a good one. Be before we go further, before we go further, we see the return of miracle. Now, yes. there's no like fierce guardianship in here. There's no dockside extortionist in here. Oh yeah, there aren't any. As far as we could find, there aren't any things that are going to turn into these highly sought after, uh, never to be reprinted until the next. Quadruple Masters set. Yep. Now, here's the thing, though. 
We do have Cascade in here, yep. which is a, a thing that people play. We do have Miracles, which is a deck in Legacy. Yep. So you might see the Miracle ones, the ones that are particularly efficient creatures or have a very powerful effect. Yep. You might see those pop up in Legacy decks, which could influence the price of that single or the price of the deck that that card is in. Yeah, I did notice that. Um, I, I'm not sure if if that's like that big of a deal. I didn't notice any, and, and I know we're talking about new cards, but I'll throw this in here right now. I didn't notice any glaring Docksides or Fierce Guardianships or Deflecting Swats getting reprinted in these yeah, what, for the for the three hundred dollar price tag that all of the four decks are. What was the 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 big money reprint? Darkness. Darkness. Yeah, it's like fifteen bucks. Really? Like that's the biggest money, and I'm fine with that. I'm cool with that. But like darkness. Moreover, darkness is fifteen yeah, bucks. What the, what the hell? The fuck? <laughs> Does the black players really want a fog? Is that what they want? Is can we fog? can we call it blog? Yes, we can. That sounds like it could be in that mono black deck. Like it could yes. Like blight grenade is a card. Man, like that's a good card too. I like that. Destroy card. target creature. All other creatures get minus three until end of turn. Yes, yeah, that's a good. I one. like that. Y a lot. You know what? You know what I look for in products like this? I do look for the the cards that everybody's talking about that are going to break something wide open and be expensive dock sides. Like, would Biotransference be a card that? No. Is, would it be? No. Enchantment Black Black Two. No. Creatures you control are artifacts in addition to the other types. Same is true for creature spells in your graveyard, spells you control, and things that are in play. That's Michael Synthlattice. Whenever Michael Synthlattice is expensive. Yeah, maybe. Whenever you cast an artifact spell, you lose one life and create a two-two Black Necron. I don't know. Like I don't saying it, I'm not saying it's broken, but nah, it's, it's pretty powerful. I do look for cards like that 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 people are gonna talk about, build about, build around legacy deck around commander CDH deck around. Those things do inform price, but more than just that in these products, you know what I look for? Tell me stuff that goes into my Animar deck because <laughs> this is where they print <laughs> the <laughs> weird <laughs> stuff <laughs> that nobody says is good. Nobody's going to say this thing's good. Like in Battle Bond, there was a card called Generous Patron. That's a good card. It though. ETBs and puts two plus one plus one counters on creatures. It's a CDH card, yeah. For each creature that you don't control that you put a plus one plus one counter on, you draw a card. Yep. That's green to draw two in Animar. Yep. Now that card might be getting cut for <laughs> this card. This is, and I have, to say a, I have to say a Warhammer name here, so bear with me, for... Sicarian Infiltrator. I think that, yeah. Did I, did I get it? I think so. Sicarian Infiltrator. Let me stop you for just a second. What is it? That card doesn't look like a magic. No, does not at all. He's like, he looks very sci-fi-y, and he has a gun that's like actively blapping off right yeah. now. Blap, blap, blap. Yeah. Anyways. Blue, two, for a human soldier. Hey, those are relevant creature types. Yep. One, two... He's got flash. That's very important because in Animar, he's just going to cost blue. And I'm going to leave blue open because I am playing Fierce Guardianships and I am playing various blue counter spells that protect me, right? Okay. He's got flash. When he enters the battlefield, draw a card. Cool. There's more. He also has squad. Yeah, he and does. Squad for two. I can pay that any number of times. So I would propose that I'm going to cast this spell. Sure. And declare how many times I'm going to pay squad. And because it's an additional cost, Animar is going to reduce that. So if Animar's got 10 counters on it, 
I squad freaking four times. Yep. And I play this guy for blue at the end of your turn and draw four. Pretty good. Freaking good. Pretty good. That is a good ass card right, right. there. And and it's nobody's talking about that card. <laughs> well, and they should be because it's good. Like that's a good card. I I would argue. If but... you got mana, you can draw cards because it has flash. And then you get dudes also. Okay, who's your red guy that you wanted to talk about? Oh, let me let me square. Because I got a black I got a black card that I'm going to talk about after your red card. Exocrine. Exo Exocrine. Exo that a... sounds like a. That, don't Google that. That sounds like a high quality lubricant. So it's a tyranid, which is awesome. Which means it's a giant bug with a cannon on its back. Yeah, it kind of looks like um, um, like a like a mortar pod. Yes, 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 yes. Mortar pod. So, if anybody yeah. ever says this doesn't look like a magic card, mortar pod, baby. So it is a two-two for red two X. Yep. It has ravenous, which means you can pay however much into X. If X is five or more, you draw a card. That's what ravenous does. That's another keyword in this set. Oh, that they made for this set. Yes. Sure. Bioplasmic barrage, which sounds awesome. When Exocrine enters the battlefield, does X damage to each player and each other creature. That's wow. going directly into Tyrell. Directly into Tyrell. That's pretty cool. And he's going to do work. That guy would draw me a card in Animar too. Yep. And do a bunch of damage. Yeah. Hell yeah, he would. Yeah, as long as he didn't kill Animar. Probably wouldn't. Well, he wouldn't because Animar would, would be bigger than him. Yeah. Yes. There you go. Neat? Yeah, that's a cool card. I like that one. I got one here. Okay. I got one here. This is an instant, mind you. Uh-oh. An instant, mind you, Okay. as we say. This is <laughs> Nurgle's conscription. <laughs> Nurgle. Nurgle, I'm yeah. sure Nurgle is like a, he must be a joke character, right? He's probably the biggest baddie, right? <laughs> his name's Nurgle. Nurgle. That's why he's and the he casts, And he casts Blog. Black Fog. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Nurgle's conscription. Black, four. Instant. Okay. Put target creature from an opponent's graveyard onto the battlefield tapped under your control and then exile that player's graveyard. Now, <laughs> it's tapped. I'm going to reanimate my guy. Now, nah, fuck you. I'm going to animate it and ditch your graveyard too. <laughs> it's tapped, so you can't instant speed steal your, your opponent's guy and then block with it. Yeah. it you you got to jump it through hoops if you want to be that big of an asshole. Yes. <laughs> but you could steal their thing. And ditch their graveyard. Really At the end good. of your turn, I'm going to steal your guy. Yeah. Or or shuffle your Eldrazi back into your library on the stack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fucking steal it. <laughs> and your graveyard's going to get exiled. Yeah. Now shuffle. Yeah. Now shuffle anyways. <laughs> yeah, you jerk. <laughs> shuffle. shuffle nothing. But you have to shuffle. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Oh, yeah. Just topped? Yeah, shuffle it away. Yeah, yeah too bad. Dick. Butt face. Oh man, oh, like top on the stack. So good. So good. So that that that's funny and functionally I think it's a good card. Does it look like a magic card? Yes, that one does. There we go. Let's yeah. talk about another one that looks like a magic card. Bone sabers. Bone sabers. Bone. That sounds like a magic card. It does. It even sounds like a magic card. You know what you know what I want to call that card? Tell me. BS. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna do some BS with this thing. So yeah. it's an it's an equipment yeah. for green two with equipped three. Whenever equipped creature attacks. Put four plus one plus one counters on it. Neat. Ah. Oh, that's so that's good. going to be good with doubling season, eh? It's going to be good with doubling season. And where's it going? Tan of the butt sewer. Hey, that is good there because you get right. sapperlings. That's right. Also good with doubling season. Right, exactly. You play doubling season that day? Yes. You should play doubling season in that day. Yes, deck. I yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to take a minute and just shout out all the Cascade cards. Because yes. Because here's the thing. I knew you would. 
as you should. I have the Cascade Super Friends Averna deck. It's yeah. one of our most popular episodes ever, actually. Yeah, people like that one. Uh, our decks, our personal decks, I think people have an interest in. Anyways, there's enough Cascade in here. It's a teamer deck. There might be enough Cascade in here, plus the really bad Cascade cards that I'm not playing, to just cut all the Planeswalkers out of the deck <laughs> and just put all Cascade cards in. Like 100% Cascade cards. And and some ramp and whatever. I don't think that that makes the deck better. No, I don't think that makes the deck very good. Because at all. a lot of the times, like the cascade stuff, just gets in the way of me dying, or gets in the way of planeswalkers dying until I can find like a Garrick and then just make all my like twenty six six worms for each land I control. Right. Mm. I think I think that's better, but the deck is dirty, and I feel like some of the cascade stuff in this product could. Mm, Eliminate some of the dirt. Maybe Ooh. if I take out like the, maybe the two weakest planeswalkers and you know whatever. Hypothetically speaking, it could be good. Might be yeah. worth a try. Yeah, or you could even cut bad cascade cards for better cascade cards and play the deck the same I, way. I very much could. I could cut bad cade for good cade. Correct. Aid. Yeah. I don't know. What's 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 yeah. the next one you want to do? Old one eye. <laughs> Old one eye. Which eye? Uh oh. You know which one, you know which fucking eye I'm talking about. You know about. which you eye. You do. And that's why I wanted to talk about the it. Because eye that, it's called Old One Eye. The eye that has the jewel on it? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> when were we talking about that? This Last yesterday, yesterday's yeah. show? Yeah. I guess watch yesterday's show if you want to know what jewel I'm talking about. So we've had two, three. This is the third card, all of which are from the Tyranid deck. Cool. Yeah. And this one actually is kind of good. It's a 6-6 six, six for 6 with Trample. Other creatures you control have Trample. When it comes into play, you get a 5-5 five, five Tyranid creature token. And it has fast healing where at the beginning of your pre-combat main phase, you can discard two cards. If you do, you return it from the graveyard to your hand. Yeah. So just it's kind of a neat card, but it's called Old One-Eye. That's Old a penis joke. That's hilarious. And you get away with it because it's a real Warhammer thing. Mm-hmm. I wonder if anybody else is going to identify that old one eye. Nah, probably not. Probably they that's will. A, that's a probably they will. Brando and Ryan thing. For okay, sure. I got one. I got you. I got okay. you. Okay, hit me. They've already been requested. I've already been requested to do gilded or gold paint toilets <laughs> on the golden throne. <laughs> <laughs> this is a legendary artifact, which matters. Yes. Yes, because legendary, legendary permanence matters these is days. a thing. Yep. For four, it's got arcane life support. There's probably a poop joke. There's probably a joke oh in there. Oh, my God. There's probably yeah. a joke in there. There's nothing but toilet humor we could make about this. If you would lose the game, mm-hmm. that's the functional equivalent of having diarrhea, maybe. Yep. Exile the golden throne, and your life total becomes one. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, there's more. A thousand souls die every day. <laughs> a thousand souls are flushed down the toilet yep. every day. You tap. Sacrifice, add three mana of any combination of colors. Neat. So you, it's like you could not die, or it's kind of like crappy black lotus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> could we call it? Could we call it crap lotus? Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. We can do I know that want. doesn't rhyme, but it's very close. Yes, it's close enough. Yes, that very hard A in there. Yes. No, let's talk about that one for just a second. In particular, Crap Lotus, you mean? I learned from Laura that that picture on the Golden Throne is actually like one of those, um, what do you call it? Like iconic Warhammer 40K pieces of art that appears on lots oh. of 
Warhammer stuff. Stuff like that's the emperor of all humanity on his like eternal. He's like an old shriveled up old man that lives on this like big iron lung basically that keeps him alive forever. Oh. And he's just a huge asshole that just keeps ordering his people out to fucking die against the tyranids and the demons and the angels and the crazy humans and all the wow. shit. He doesn't care as long as he's alive because he's an asshole. Neat. Screw that guy. But yeah, that's kind of neat. There's a few other cards like this, but I wasn't sure what they all were. But I know that one because Lara told me about it. Neat. Mm-hmm. I want to do. I want to do one last generalized shout out, and then you can. Yeah, I got one more. Card finish talking talk about, about whatever cards you want to talk about that are shittier than what I'm going to say. Yes. <laughs> it, it, yes, it is, but um, it's flavorful. Big big shout out to all the vehicles in this set. Lots of them. And you know that I like vehicles. I just I just did a Commander Ed Populum episode that that was all vehicles. It was about vehicles and 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 if you want to hear my thoughts on vehicles and outside properties, I touched on some there. But there's some cool vehicles here. I don't know if I'm going to run any of them in my Calamax vehicles deck because, like, I'm looking at a five-drop vehicle and a six-drop vehicle, and I want them all to be cheaper than Calamax so you can come out and immediately crew them, mm. um, which kind of gives them pseudo-haste. But, uh, yeah, like Reaver Titan, Night Scythe, like uh, Necron Monolith. That doesn't sound like it should be a vehicle, but it not, is. Not at all, no. Right? And I think that's their ship. Yeah, it d- doesn't matter what they do, yeah. other than them being like 7-7s seven and 10-10s, ten which is mm. probably not irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> but um, they look cool. They they look like sci-fi things, which is refreshing and ironically funny in my fantasy game that I'm doing like this dinosaurs in trains and Cadillacs <laughs> kind of funky, hokey theme. And this would just add to it. But if you don't want to do something hokey and goofy like that, these are just badass things yeah, that cool. do badass things, yeah. which is a badass thing in and of itself. Mm-hmm. What's your last card? Last card. Now, I have to give you a little bit of backstory on this one. Okay. Because it was the coolest piece of lore that I read besides coming from another galaxy to infest and consume everything that they find. Sure. Another Tyranid card. It's called Shadow in the Warp. And what Shadow in the Warp is, is Tyranids are like, the way that they travel faster than light is they use like psychic powers to like move gravity out of the way so they can move really fast. They move gravity out of the way. But Get that, out of the way, gravity. Right? But that <laughs> creates like these like bubbles of psychic energy that they push before them, like, yep. like a wave. And when it hits a planet, because lots of people in 40K have kind of like some psychic powers and stuff. There's like this shockwave of psychic power that hits the planets and like melts everybody's brain and all their telekinesis and shit doesn't work anymore Ooh. because this shockwave of shit hit them. That's like by accident. Yeah, math, the, math definitely checks out. And then the Tyranids show up and they start wrecking your thing with their blade heads and chainsaw mm. legs and shit and they start eating you. Mm. But And here's what the card does. Now that I've explained that to you, here's what the card does. It's an enchantment for red, green, one. The first creature you spe- you cast each turn costs two less. Cool. And whenever an opponent casts their first non-creature spell each turn, it twos them. Oh. So you try to use your psychic magic powers, but because the force is all messed up, yep. it hurts your brain. But I, who am now invading your planet with aliens and stuff... It's easy because we just got here and your defenses are down, so it makes me easy to it makes it easy for me to sneak my shock troops in. Neat. It's cool. It's flavorful and very neat. I like it a lot. And the picture is cool because some dude going, Rah! and yeah, there's a big a, mouth going to eat him. That's a very Brando would like that picture. 
Yeah. <laughs> last thing. Last, last thing. thing I got before we before we thank the business daddies. Okay. Last thing. Here we go. We usually talk about like basics and the general feel of the world that the set exists in. Yep. We talk about the showcase treatments and the the different foiling processes, etc. Now, I want to point out that on CCO's top five in five from late last year, early this year, we did actually make another prediction that came true with different arts for soul rings in the same product. And I want to also extend that to command towers because yep. we either said that or we're thinking it. Yes. And uh, obviously we were thinking it. We definitely said it for Sol Ring. We definitely said it for Sol Ring and it came true. They printed four different arts for Sol Ring, four different arts for Command Tower in the same product to represent the four different armies that you can potentially play, which I think is great. Very cool. Because it makes the decks not only, it doesn't make them function differently, but it makes them feel differently, which is important to, to Warhammer players I think. I think mm-hmm. knowing what I know about the game, how it works, what it is, I, I can infer that people care about their army and their strategy performing in unique ways within the rules set of the game, but also looking unique. And that's yeah. why painting and, and the representation of your army is so important in this game. Yeah. And they hit it out of the park with Sol Ring and command towers feel funny to give Wiz Watsi this much praise. Eh? Yeah, well, it, they did it, but man. they did when they hit it out of the park. It's out of the park, and we have to say those things, or when we criticize them, it doesn't count because it just sounds like we're yes, on. yes. Now, I I love and have criticism because I will be tough on this game. I will be tough on it because, like you just said, if we if we don't give them praise, it doesn't count. Yep. The basics, while people are going to want them mm-hmm. to represent their own armies and, and their mixtures of cards, mm-hmm. their deck. Um, some of them do look like recycled, um, Innistrad lands, like Swamp One looks like a Mirrodin land. Swamp Two looks like Innistrad. Island One looks like it could be on Ravnica. So does Island Two, right? Like they did a little bit, make it look like these are reused basic land cards, but they're not. They are original to this product. Now. The Swamp 3 has got a spaceship in it. Like, I know that, that, yeah. that that's not from the, somewhere else. The One Plains has a tank. Right? <laughs> Ex- oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, but well, then we go to the mountain. You know, that, that, that's the first one could easily be on Mirrodin. Mirrodin, yeah. Easily. Yep. And the other one could easily be on Innistrad because it's got the little devils and the imps. Yeah. And this little demon guy coming out of the mountain. Cool as hell. Yeah. But is it Warhammer? Maybe. And maybe they did that so that people just have more unique arts to try and get for their decks. Maybe yeah. that's why they did that. Yeah. Now, a couple other little things. Reprints, we didn't get any big ones. No. We didn't get any big ones. And we did get things like Terramorphic Expanse instead of Fabled Passage or instead of Prismatic Vista. And I think yeah. Prismatic Vista would have been an excellent opportunity to showcase new art on like everything else that was reprinted got new art i think that would have been a fantastic opportunity and they missed it agreed i think it would have been a fantastic opportunity if you're putting these at an enormous price point to put cards that have an enormous price point in them already and would it have driven their cost up i don't think it would have driven their cost up that much more like let's say in across the four decks, you put the five free spells from Commander 20 in, like yeah. Fierce Guardianship, Deflecting Swat, those ones. Yeah. I don't think the deck that has Fierce Guardianship in it would have costed $100 more. I don't think so either. It would have maybe costed $50 more. Maybe not even that. 
Because these are already really expensive. But here's the thing. You've got four decks that re and, and, and five colors in Magic. Maybe you put Deflecting Swat and Fierce Guardianship in two of the decks each. Ooh. And then you drive the price like way down for those cards. Yeah. Right? And we didn't see any of that kind of thing. And those were cards that would fit in here. Because again, they have a very psychic feel to them. And there's a lot of psychic stuff present in Warhammer 40k. So it would have been a very cool... Whatchamacallit. And flavorfully, yes. yes. Mechanically, you're trying to demonstrate what makes Commander special to yep. non-Commander players within Magic or non-Magic players that like Warhammer. What makes Commander special? Well, these cards are better when you have your Commander. The leader of your army makes your stuff better. Yeah. Right? So, would have been a great place to put them, but uh, we had to settle for... Not that. Not that. We we yeah. got Command Tower, Soul Rings with different arts. We got uh, the Scry Lands with different arts. Oh, Those are all good, right? Yeah. The Gain Lands. We, we did gotta, get Gain Gotta lands. get your Gain uh, Lands. I do like a good Gain Land. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> but uh, final thought of the day. I think the product's good. Success. Wish it wasn't $350 for all four decks, but or, here we are. Or $900 if you want the premium ones. That's, yeah. But here we are. The yeah. point, I think this deck is a home run as well, or these this product is a home run as well, is price point aside... I think if you want these cards, you're going to go out and get them. I think that the singles will probably be tougher to find, but you will be able to get them if the art is really what you want. And I'm I'm hoping that Watsy, maybe if it's not the foil ones, will eventually give us more of the non-foils because I think people are going to want these. Yeah. I've seen lots of talk on Twitter that people are getting into it. There are good cards that are just in the decks yeah. that we want. And they're cool, man. Like, this makes me want to learn how to paint miniatures. I'm not going to. Oh, I want to play Warhammer so bad, but, but I don't have time or money or space. Right? <laughs> and we can't even say money anymore because we play Magic. Playing Magic, I think, might be as expensive as playing Warhammer now. I can say that I don't have any of it. There we go. Hey. See? It's the same. Here's the thing, though. If you do have money and oh. you want to get a discount. No, if you have money <laughs> and you want to have less of it, but less, less of it. <laughs> Then you can use special promo code CCO Spring at FusionGamingOnline.com. You can use it to buy this stuff if you're in Canada. You can use it to buy the singles from this stuff if you're not, or any other card that you're looking to buy anyway. Save some money and support the show and let FusionGamingOnline.com know that their partnership with Commander Cookout is the best idea that they've ever had, ever. And it probably was. Definitely was. Seven out of ten. Just like your relationship with us, best ever. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. See that's yeah. Is I that, like that. Is it is that I think that's a great final thought of the day. We're all we're all happy here together. We're all right. happy that they printed something that everybody seems to like. And we're gonna come back next week with another thing that everybody's gonna like on another episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song. Ooh.